Right. Hello and welcome back to the NUFC Opinion Blog. Today, it's another edition of the NUFC in the EPL podcast for March 2021. Now, just looking at the fixture list that I've got in front of me and the results we had in these fixtures, it was a not the best month, I think it's fair to say, Ben. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, definitely. I think we've had better months. Um, you know, you normally ask us at the start how we're doing. If uh, I would definitely say we have had better months, you know, we have been better. Um, yeah, but it, it is not it is. It's such a, it's, such a, such a nuisance. It's not been great. Unfortunately, just tonight, just as a side note, Dylan can't be with us tonight with this podcast where he normally would be here. So hopefully he can be back soon. But we shall crack on. We'll begin. We'll, we'll, I mean, to be honest, there's not a lot of good points to talk about. So we won't try and make your night as <laughs> possible if you are listening to this whenever you're listening to it. Um, so we'll start with the Sunday, the 7th of March, which was West Brom nil. Newcastle United nil, and that was a disgraceful performance all around. You know, West Brom away at the Hawthorns, of course, just over a year ago since we'd beaten them 3 2 in the FA Cup, which was a much improved performance on what we saw that this year. Um, where to start? I mean, West Brom have conceded more goals than anyone else at home this season, yeah, and yet, we, and yet they look more likely to score. Yeah, it was such a frustrating day, wasn't it? Like, uh, I, I don't even know where to start. Like, it was just put all around. Like, but um, we'll come on to the other games, obviously later in the in the episode. But we've had poor performances all month, I would say. Um, and Steve Bruce, the way he set up the team for that that the West Brom match oh, was absolutely shocking. He he went going not to lose rather than to mm-hmm. win. And that, that's the that's the shocking thing, as you say, like West Brom with the, the goals they've scored and the goals they've conceded. Um obviously the team we should be looking to beat. And especially when you're in the, when you're in a relegation battle, you look to beat the teams that are below you, I would say. Oh massive. Um, and obviously for us to set up to not win, but to, to take a point. He yeah. said it was important, I think, after the matches, you know, he said uh, I think he said the the second half was uh, was a was a better performance, but I don't know how that was any better. Was I still had a shot game all round? I think so. West, you know, West Brom had played midweek as well, and yet they looked sharper than us. They did, yeah, definitely. I mean, and it it, it worries you the way he set up the team, and you know, Andy Carroll coming on for the last thirty seconds or something. Said, what that was the most. I, I, he was if he was literally trying to run the clock down to mm, get the point. I mean, I know we were all furious when uh, when that happened, but we thought it was some sort of joke, you know, like bringing him on at such short, you know, in such a short time is was just shocking. To be honest, I just, I just couldn't make sense of it. To be honest, it was like just just from the get go, you just Bruce he, he downplayed the fixture from the start, saying, "Oh, it's not a must win, it's not a must win." But then when you look at the fixtures on the side to come, you get mm-hmm. results on which we haven't done. Getting something against West Brom would have been pivotal and we didn't and yeah he keeps going on this sort of tirade that oh there's six or seven teams there's not yeah that, that this is the thing you know as the month's gone on it's just become fewer and fewer teams and, yeah. and you know like brighton they've kind of started to pull away haven't they a bit which we'll get onto in a bit in a bit of course we'll but you know um especially the fewer teams that are the more worried i am because 
Fulham, you know, as we've talked about on multiple occasions this season and in the past, you know, past few weeks on the channel, um, Fulham have started to play some good football. Where that's the worrying thing. They have. I mean, obviously, Fulham. To be fair, they were they did have a bit of momentum. Obviously, they beat Liverpool at Anfield and <clears> etc. But I think you'd like to think they've hit a bit of a rot again because, of course, they were beaten in the end quite comfortably in Man City. But obviously, that's sort of inevitable. But then, yeah, definitely against um, against Leeds, they weren't brilliant either. So no, not all. I mean, you know, uh, obviously, teams have good and bad spells. You know. In the in the in the course of the season, but Fulham are on an upward spell, and we aren't, and that that's the worrying thing. I yes. mean, you know, back to that game, I think some of the chances were missed. You know, Joe Linton's, I think when he was there, uh, you know, he had a few good chances. One way he tried to square it a Fraser of note, I believe, yeah, when he should have shot. Exactly, just hit it. Um, and it's, it's it's shown we're reliant on Wilson, and that's worrying. You know, obviously. Um, Players like Carroll and Gale, as the months gone and have got frustrated, sitting um, on the bench exactly. For... And you, you can you can see why because Joe Linton's playing when he's not our solution to problems, and Carroll and Gale are going to be sat there thinking, well, why am I not getting a chance? Exactly. In, now, now there's in... there's there's no doubt that Carroll and Gale are not as good as Callum Wilson, mm, but they are more likely to score than Joe Linton is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you saw. I think it was the I think I think it was the uh, Brighton game when the the two of them stormed off at the end. Um, no, I think it was Brighton. Yeah, yeah um, it was. But and you know you can completely understand why they're frustrated and and this is why things come up in the squad. You know when we've seen apparently disagreements, bust ups, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. This is why things like this come up because the manager can't keep his players happy. No. And that is part of the problem, I think. I think it's a massive part of the problem, and to me, just. It just shows that there's that, that there's there's real sort of rifts going on in that dressing room, and there's just issues, and and obviously it's translated into poor performances like we saw at West Brom. As I say, West Brom probably are doomed anyway, but you would think so. It doesn't really matter. To, that, that, with that being said, the game we should have gone and won, but we didn't, and but it just everyone who was involved in that game just looked not uninterested. They looked just lethargic and never looked like they were going to score, and then. And then you go into the next game, which is on a Friday night against Aston Villa. Probably the best performance of the three that we've seen in, yeah. in, in, in March. But Villa take the lead with five minutes to go with a fluke goal. You know, that's come off Keane yeah. Clark. And admittedly, Jamal Asselz has pulled it back in it with about with seconds to go with a good header. But again, you know, obviously, I mean, Jacob Murphy, of course, he missed that chance when he hit the bar and came on, but. I think I think with Murphy, Murphy though he came on he was he was but I think for the what 15 20 minutes he played whatever it Better was anyone else he was the best player no, um, of course he was and you know as you say Lascelles scoring at the end as we say it's it's one of them things where it shows the issues of the striker um, relying on a centre back to get was a goal at literally the last kick of the match yeah. to get was the point um, yeah. you know. Uh, I'd mentioned I mentioned before in previous weeks I would have been happy with a point at Villa, but at the same time in the manner of the result, I wouldn't I can't say I was happy with taking a point when we were the better team. Yeah, we were the better team, which you know makes a change. And of course, if Jake maybe takes that chance, we probably go on to win that game. But exactly, exactly. Um, but I, I mean, obviously we got the point, but then obviously it made Brighton all the more crucial. But we'll come on to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, Villa have had a good season, so fair play to them, but. 
again, just not taking chances, not winning game. But no. in a game where we actually had some chances, obviously we didn't really have many against West Brom, but when we do have the chances, we don't take them, which is really worrying. We either don't have chances or when we do have chances, we don't take them. I mean, I still wouldn't say against Villa, we had loads of chances. No, we had loads we, of chances, but we, we had more. The chances were hard for... The most part, I would say, half chances. Like there's been on so many occasions the past few weeks and months, there've been half chances. Yeah. Um, in in you need a player like Wilson in that position to a half chance away. Like he's the only person in the squad who I can realistically say, if there's a half chance, he might score. Yeah. And um, you know, if you give Joe Linton half a chance, he's never going to score. He's not going to score. Exactly. Um, you know, it means it on literally on a play. For I him. mean, if you give him a chance. He's probably not going to score either. You know, as you say, that you need that on a plate, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, as, as we say, it's, it, it does highlight the issues in the team. Yeah, I'm just going to have a look at the stats in that Villa game. I want to see um, sort of how, how we did possession-wise. Here we are. I mean, Villa had more possession. They also had more chat there, shots and shots on target. Mm-hmm. So, could be argued stats-wise, they were the better side. But I, I don't know. I think it was it was an even game that we probably did enough to win in, but mm. obviously we didn't, and that obviously made the Brighton game, the next game after that, all the more crucial. Definitely. But <laughs> I, I think with Brighton, you, you just have to laugh, to be honest, otherwise you'll cry, because I mean, that was by far and away the worst of the three, was you Brighton. Know, uh, I mean, you know, it, it goes somewhere... And- with no disrespect to Brighton, you know, they're a good football inside. Yeah. It does go some way to say that Brighton's two biggest wins of the season are coming against us three 0 They've won um, when they've... as we know, Brighton do fail to put the chances away oh, on a number of occasions. Um and then oh, you know, like you know, you know, Brighton had won one at home all season until then. Exactly. As well. This this is it, this is it. And um oh, it, it I think horrible. I think that night was probably the the most Dejected, I felt as a Newcastle fan this season. Oh, um, so I, I just, I, I, it was a mixture of anger, but just of sadness because I just thought, well, I saw this coming, but it mm. still hurts all the more. I'm mean, just looking at the stats: sixty-five percent possession to Brighton, thirty-five to Newcastle, eleven shots on tar- eleven shots, sorry, to, the, to our three, six, six shots on target for them to our one. Mm, I mean. You know, it tells it tells it. I mean, the lineup, the, line, the lineup from the start was just I didn't agree with. I mean, Admiron was nice to see him come back in, but Jordan... you know, I think the thing with the with the lineup, with the lineup he chose, obviously Almiron was never going to play the full match, and you know I, I understand why he'd want to bring Almiron back in the team when he's done so well, but like we knew he wasn't going to play the full match, and I, I think Almiron for his pace, what he offers, he can change a game. So yeah. I think he should have perhaps been left on the bench, seeing as he wasn't fully Probably. fit. Probably, yeah, and, and and go with you know obviously Murphy was benched again, Gale on the bench, Carroll on the bench, Richie on the bench. I think um, you know Jordan Langstaff on the bench. The the thing with a number of them players is realistically with the team we've got available at the minute, some of them should be starting. Of course, they I would should, say yeah. either one of Gale or Carroll over Joe Linton. Yeah. Um, I'd personally like to see Richie be more involved, but so would I. I think he's got a good ball in the box. Admittedly, his pace isn't what it used to be, and doesn't he struggle to beat a man with his ball in as good? And of course, Murphy, you know, Murphy, Murphy for, 
But how well he played against Villa, I cannot believe he didn't start that game. I, I, I cannot believe it. I think it's it was just it's I, so I, it disappointing. Was a nonsensical decision. Just yeah. And, and um, but but, to, but to, again to start with no recognised striker, in mm-hmm. yeah. And the, the the thing is we've we've talked about the front three system to play where in a in an ideal sort of game Almiron plays in the hole and Saint Maximin and Wilson play a bit further on a bit wider. Yeah, that formation only works when those three players those three, are exactly. in it. You can't you can't just copy and paste. Oh, sorry, sorry to keep. I was I was going to say exactly the same thing as you. You know, you can't copy and paste for whoever. You've got to change the team to the situation and the players you've got. Yeah, he, he can't and he doesn't, and that is the thing that is so frustrating about Steve Bruce. Exactly, you can't expect the same formation to work with different players. I'm, admittedly, Amron's in his in his position, but when he's not alongside players that in the other positions that are used to playing those positions, it just doesn't work as far as I'm concerned. They should have just gone probably four four two. Definitely. Carroll and Gale up top. Mm-hmm. Probably Murphy and Richie or Murphy and Fraser on, on the wings. And then, you know, a midfielder, probably Willick and um, Hayden. Mm-hmm. We obviously Hayden pick up that nasty injury, so he's out for the season now that's, as well. That's another another real, real disappointment and the worst time it could come up because Hayden, for all, sometimes I think, by other, by other, other clubs, I think he's one of those players who goes under the radar. Like, Newcastle fans, Watch him watch week in, week out, and appreciate the work he does. Like, some of he's his not, defensive he's not work is fantastic. Te- not, not a brilliantly technical player, never has not, been, but not at all. But does a job, does a job, does the job he's asked of him. I think, I think arguably, he's probably one of the most important players to the side. He's been the best midfielder, the centre midfielder this season, I think. Yeah, um, and it's just such a shame. And, and I noticed that in the Brighton game towards the start, he was all over, like. Um, he was sometimes one of the players who was pushing the team on, taking the ball forward, yeah. picking it up in higher areas. But then he also had to come back, do his defensive duties. Um, so I think he's going to be a massive miss. I agree. I mean, obviously, we go into the next. I'm just going to have a look at the fixtures here. In April, we have Tottenham, we have Burnley away, we have West Ham at home, and we have Liverpool away. So realistically, Tottenham aren't having a brilliant spell of things at the minute. You look maybe if considering who might be back, you know, Wilson to Max might be back by this point. We don't know exactly. Uh, you could look to get a point there. We did, of course, at uh, well, the Tottenham Stadium at White Hart Lane, technically, uh, back in back at the start of the season. Burnley away, must win. Definitely, definitely. Must um, win. Hopefully, by that point as well, the, the main three are, yeah, are fit. all back. All back, um, indeed, yeah. That's what, that's what we'd hope for. Um, but, you know, if. Against big teams, I'm quite worried about us defensively. Like a lot of the time, we've said defensively we're seen quite sound, but especially at right back, we get exploited far too often. Like Kraft's been found out a lot of this season. Mancuo yeah. against well, Mancuo and Clark for two of Brighton's goals, yeah, they got turned team. far too easy, yeah. gave the man far too much space. And one that was another thing that annoyed us about the Brighton game. You know, there's quite a lot of things which were well, um, it was out, just but, awful in, in general. Um, obviously, the the Brighton set out looking like a team that wanted to steal. Yeah. We didn't. We, we did. didn't have that like intensity. Nothing. So no, not at all. I think even keeping clocks after that, we just worked up for it. I'm thinking, like, if you're not up for that, then when are you ever going to be up for it? No, this this is it, and this is when you need players. 
this is why I feel players like Matt Ritchie should play more because exactly because they've you know the, the, just you know Matt Ritchie's a man who wears his heart on his sleeve and in a situation like this that's like, what you need isn't it the character you, you need isn't it you look at like Paul Dummett towards the end like the yellow card he picked up like he, he looked as if he was getting frustrated and that's what um that's what was not not good to see him picking up yeah. a no, 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 no. at least he kind of showed a bit of bit of passion for towards the yeah. you know towards the side. And after Burnley we go to sorry, we're at home again at West Ham and West Ham have had a great season. Mm-hmm. So it depends what sort of West Ham turn up. I mean, admittedly, as much as they've had a great season, I'd I'd fear that game less than say we play Liverpool when we play Man City. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could get lucky to get maybe a point there. And then Liverpool away. Depends what sort of form Liverpool are in because of course they've had a bit of a, a bit of a slop recently, Liverpool. So I if, mean, you know, for, obviously Fulham went away there and won, Brighton went away there and won. Did did Burnley or, or, or with, Burnley yeah. won, yeah, one nil Burnley. Who someone got a point there, I think, as well. I forget who it was. Uh, I mean, um, you know, like either way, as as we say, Brighton and Fulham look like teams who want to play, want to stay up, and of course. You know that's why they've got points there because they've showed yeah. kind of the desire to get the points. But you know, even Burnley are of them fixtures you've said there. I, I I genuinely can't see where we're going to pick up three points. I, I can't at all. Like Burnley, obviously, is the one team you target to pick up points. Yeah. But I, you know, even I mean, fingers crossed with, with the front three back by that point. Fingers crossed, but the mm-hmm. the current state of the team. I can't see was picking because picking because, look, at because looking ahead to uh, you know after I mean if, if if we say that West Ham we could potentially get a point I mean after West Ham but Liverpool mm-hmm. Arsenal Leicester Man City nothing yeah. you don't get anything from any of them, nah. them games and then you've got Sheffield United and Fulham as the final two so you know that's why March which we honestly analysed in this podcast was so crucial that we got some results out. yes we got two draws two points but out, two out of a possible nine. I think that this is the this is the this is the thing where what we went we got two draws and uh, you know two draws got beat once um, you know the teams have played would want so much more from it like yeah. when you're going up against bigger sides you you know you, you need to pick up them points against the lower teams and yeah. this is this is what's frustrating like we can see what's happening in the can, next month you know we can, can see what's coming thing. up. We, we, we can all see it, but then the one man who's crucial to it all somehow can't see it. Well, you know, this is this is the thing. You've seen, I'm sure you've, you've definitely have seen, and, and most of the people watching it have seen, the banners that went up outside St. James's after the match, like all the discontent on social media. And yet, and Ash, apparently Ashley wants Bruce to say it, so we're all his loyalty and his passion for the club. But that doesn't win your results. Like the matter of the fact is, he's not been performing. Probably one of the least loyal businesses going, as far as I'm any concerned. any other manager who won two and twenty would have been sacked. There's no doubt about I, it. Like I, I don't even think, right? I, honestly, I, I I had a discussion about this not too long ago. Might be with you, actually. I can't remember. But I don't think a manager at another club would be be able to even allowed to get to this stage. No, not at all. To, winning two and twenty before they'd be gone. So the fact that we're even here is just beggar's belief. And to reward loyalty. And exactly. now, uh, now, loyalty, yes, there is some in football. But as far as I'm concerned, football doesn't, mo- at most of the time, have much loyalty at all. You know, players leave teams, managers leave teams. 
players celebrate against their ex- like there is no loyalty in football. There's no loyalty. I mean, you know, if we were Watford, we would have had probably four managers by this point. Oh, um, you imagine. You know what I mean? Like, like once again, no respect. Just no disrespect to Watford, but you know how things go then. Um, you know, we've been saying now for months that Steve Bruce should have been gone. Yeah, um, we have. And it just brings, I think, the, the Brighton game brought everything to a head. Like the one another thing that's annoyed us is how we tweeted this. Um, after the Brighton game, but the long staffs, like for all they might be the best players in the world, he still chooses not to play them. Uh, and he why, brings why, on Jeff Hendrick. Why, like why Matty's not like um to be fair, it wasn't Matty, right? Again, he's not the most technically gifted player you'll ever no. see. No, no, no. But at all. he runs around and he runs and runs and runs and runs and will make life hard for people. And whereas Jeff Hendrick, as far as I'm concerned, is as much used as a chocolate fire guard. Jeff Hendrick's been a passenger. Uh, apart from the I, I would say apart from the air. Uh, the first, first game, game in the first game of the, the season. Yeah, apart, apart from, from that, all season. he had a decent game there. He scored a goal. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, he's been practically non-existent in terms and of. I think with with the long staffs, with Carroll as well, um, Dummett, Dummett, yeah. they're all local lads. You know, they'll know what it means. They like, know what it means, and and if, if the thing is, if you bring purely, as you say, Matty runs and runs and runs. If you bring him on. Surely that's a bit of intensity, a bit of passion that the fans want to see, yes, which Hendrick just doesn't offer. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's and, just so there's just so much that you you want to change, but it's just you know we're, we're, I'm obviously we're not the ones making decisions, but yet it seems so obvious to so yeah. many people, so many supporters of this. It's crazy club. Isn't it? You know, this is a club that never has a quiet week at all. I mean, there's been there's even been. There's been goings on on social media this week. I'm mean, I'm not going to go into any detail whatsoever because it's not really my place to say. But there's, it, there's uh, never any respite in Newcastle United. There's no, never it, any it feels, respite. It feels, you know, um, I'm not sure if if the whole Richie situation is 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 you know imbalanced the team whatever. But bus stops happen in every game, every every team across the country, I should say. Um, so it's not something new, but Probably is because we were in such a bad position anyway. It the price has blown out yeah. of the water, and that's what's made it worse. Like, yeah, it's it's just not great. No, not at all. Well, whichever way you look at it, it's not great. No, nah, it's not brilliant at all. I mean, as I say, we've looked at March this month, and it was an awful month. And we looked at April, and then and then May. And, I mean, realistically, we need three wins to stay up. Probably, that's what you need. I, to I would think so. But realistically, you need to be, probably be beating Burnley, Sheffield United, and Fulham. But, you know, we we can't at, at all leave needing needing to have two wins in the last two games. Oh, that, no, no, that's, no, no, no. that's not that's not in the question. And, so realistically, and, we need to probably beat Burnley and then look to be getting points against Tottenham and maybe even a point or three against West Ham. I mean, you know, Tot- Tottenham have been a bit hitty missy this season, but even Arsenal haven't been brilliant. To be fair to Arsenal. I would, I would say so, but if we play anything like we're playing against oh, yeah, Brighton, we'll get hammered. Well, we're not picking up anything. No, it's no, as no. simple as like, it's, it's so, so, so annoying to see what's happening at the club. Like, I, I can't, I can't stress it enough. Like, two wins in twenty games, whatever. Like, no, no matter where you go in the world of football, that sort of a record, that deserves relegation as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely it's an absolute disgrace. Like the the you know 
the way the fans have been treated through all this as well, like it's so shocking. Like if we'd been at the stadium, it would have been a completely different story. Oh, like yeah. Steve Bruce would be. I think he would have. I think, I think he would have walked if we'd been there. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think now if if Bruce had any ounce of respect for Newcastle United for the fans, he would have walked. The but it's the thing with Steve Bruce. He thinks that. He's under this mindset that he wants to be the hero who keeps us up, but at this keeps us up. Sorry, but at the same time, he's the man who's put us in this situation in the first place. Exactly. This is so, this, 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 with with Bruce. Like he's got to accept responsibility. And to to be honest with you, after the Brighton game, the way he was speaking in the press, and I I, I thought he was he was gone. Me like the, the way he spoke, he just seemed yeah. seemed dejected and. It fulfilled it all, the, all the, the cliché, didn't it? It was, you know, well, I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, we'll dust ourselves down and all that. And, oh, it yeah. was... <laughs> how, how many times can you dust it? How many times can you dust yourself down? How many times can you get up on the canvas before? You, you're going to need a new brush by the end of all this dusting down, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. It's just, just, the man just looks, every time he steps onto the touchline, he just looks under pressure. And he, and mm-hmm. he is, but. Oh, yeah. But then uh, th- this just, pressure could have been relieved so much earlier if people higher up in the club had done the job properly and made the decisions that, that they should have. I'm not the man, or if he do- he's not going to realise that himself, the hierarchy realise that he's not the man. And that I, I, I think the reason is, I think honestly, the club, probably the hierarchy looks at um, what's happened in previous relegations under this this regime and they think oh well look we've changed the manager with say 10 games to go and it hasn't worked so we're going to try and stick with it but that yeah. as far as that, that's just flawed logic in every sense and, you know it, it all boils down to how Ashley has ruined the club over the years like 14 years now exactly he's not made the I don't know if he's even capable of making a decision like this, but he just hasn't. Like, it's it's, it's, it's not only a generation at a club, you know, getting on. Exactly, exactly. Um, and you know, I've certainly said this this season: is a generation of fans are gonna be lost if we continue. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, if you like this, are you really gonna want to support? Wait, you know, it's it's uh, for the, for the people watching out there. We we were gonna film this shortly after the Brighton game and. Yeah, and this, this, this was coming a week on. late. I mean, I said still March, but we. Well, you know, go on. Yeah, go on. Uh, obviously, I think Dylan was the main one who said this, but we all said we don't want to talk about Newcastle. We didn't even want to think about them. So yeah, we were just in such a. Are you, are, if you if you follow the Twitter on 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 the Brighton on the night of the Brighton match, I mean, I think you were tweeting a few things. Yeah. Dan, <laughs> I was tweeting a few things. Quite and, passionately, yeah. You know, and um, I, think, I think once we got that out of our systems, I think we just had enough and we just thought, you know what, we we, we, we just want to cut this off at all and just just forget about this mm. this mess of a club and just come back to it. And obviously we've had a few videos out this week and we've got some interesting stuff coming up uh, in the next few days and weeks. So please do look out for all that because we've got... Um, I don't know what your nostalgia video will be this week. I haven't, I haven't looked yet. Uh, I haven't looked either. We'll, we'll get that out though. We've got a fan feature obviously on Tuesday as per usual, um, and then Thursday. What do I have? Oh, Thursday team talk, of course. That returns. Yes, after um, the national break. Yes, and who do we? I forget. Tottenham. There's unlikely to be a Tottenham opposition fan preview. So on Friday, there may be. 
well, actually, on, on Friday and Saturday, because we play top on the Sunday, the fourth day, but on, on Easter Sunday. So Friday and Saturday, there'll be, hopefully, if I can get everything done, be a couple of interesting videos coming out on those two days. So do it, there won't be a Legends interview this week, I don't think, because I've not got one lined up. There, there will be ones in, probably in the coming weeks. But, yeah, look, for, for those listening and those watching, either if you're on Spotify here or whichever other um, podcast platforms of you watching on YouTube, do keep a look out on Friday because and on Saturday because we've got a couple of interesting videos coming out on those two days. So please do have a look um, for them because... One in particular, I've been working very hard on, and I'm really looking forward to releasing it. So please do look out for it. But yeah, I think that sort of sums up this podcast. Uh, we're, we're, I mean, we've been through the game, the games we played in March, and, and how awful they were. Ben, any any summarising thoughts? Um, I mean, all I can say is I hope when we come back to film this next month, yeah, it's better than this month. Um. And uh, I think when we talk this time next month, Steve Bruce is still going to be in a job. Um, I think it's what position now. are we in? Are we in the relegation zone? Are we not in the relegation zone? Who knows? You know, you'd like to think, think, um, think we'd, we'd still be out of the relegation zone. But yeah. as I say, the way the way things are, I cannot say much good being said next month. Unfortunately. Oh, what a lovely thought, eh? You know, what, what a way in which to end this podcast. I know. Well, uh, thanks for you know for everyone that's watching. Um, I'm sure you've you've uh, you know had a bit of a depression really session with us cheered, today. You've been really cheered up by our yeah, our, our chat. Yeah, I can agree unfortunately, with. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, you know, we we can have a laugh about it because to be honest, that's that's the most we can do. Because as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing more than apart from laugh. Because if, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. Because such is the situation in Newcastle at the moment. And it, 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 it's so dire and so poor that all we can really do is just sort of chuckle and be like, well, it's out of our hands. We can complain, we can shout, and we can scream all we want, but we can't exactly. do anything exactly. And if we do go down well, so be it. You know, it'll be a travesty and it'll be an absolute tra- tra- travesty and a tragedy. There you go. Yes, Double T. But it, it, it would be what it would be. And it, would, it would leave a sour taste, especially if we do end up coming out of lockdown come the summer. It would leave a sour taste. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got the end of this lockdown and suddenly we're in the championship next season. So. Well, it could have, could have ended much worse. Exactly. We, we shall see. But anyway, that wraps things up for this edition of the NUFC in the EPL podcast. So thank you all very much for listening, watching on whatever platform you are doing so on. And we'll see you all very soon. So thank you all very much for watching. And how are the lads?